0: Welcome to English X on ICRT, brought to you by Mandarin X and Vine Education Company. English X is where managers learn to discuss international business topics in English and to start thinking more like a boss.
1: ICRT English X，每周四早上由中文课和葡萄藤国际语言训练中心特别策划，让您掌握全球商业趋势。Hey,
0: so you know how I love shopping online.
2: Oh, I uh. I, I think I know, like, I, know, I knew a little bit, but I didn't know the extent of how much you shopped online.
0: I shop online way too much. But do you know who shops online more? Your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And uh, so anytime we need to buy something, because our, our schedules are so crazy, right. anytime we need to buy something, we buy it online. Except I think she's discovered a way to get more money out of me. What, what do you mean? So let's say we want to buy something for the kitchen, right? Uh-huh. So I say we need to buy some things for the kitchen. So I'm like, okay. So what she does is she makes a shopping list. She goes online. She makes a shopping list of all the things she wants to buy. And then she gives it to me for approval. So, oh, uh-huh. this is okay. This is okay. Oh, we don't need this. And she picks like two things and says, do we buy this cup or that cup? And I can decide, oh, this one's better. Yeah. So she just basically goes online, buys, picks anything she wants. She adds it on the shopping list. I think what she's been doing now is because I've noticed the shopping lists have gotten longer.
2: (laughs) So there are more options on there. There
0: are a lot more options. So I think because she knows whatever she's going to pick, I'm going to say, oh, maybe this, no, or we don't need this. So I think she purposely adds stuff she doesn't want on the list just so she can compromise with me. Oh, well, I really want. Okay. We can delete this one from the list, (laughs) but not that one. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It's smart. I I honestly think that's what she's doing. Yeah. Good good morning everyone I'm Russ and we're here to get your day started right thinking business and thinking in English
2: and I'm Ting and uh, well that's a great story but you know it kind of just leads us to what our topic is today (laughs) which is (laughs) e-commerce
0: Hot topic. Improve your English as we discuss real-world problems many English students have at work.
1: So when
2: it comes to e-commerce, there I guess there's many ways to do that, like many yeah. channels. So yeah. Russ, where can I sell my product online?
0: Well, basically there are so many platforms right now. There's Amazon, there's Shopee, there's Yahoo, um, eBay, just a ton of options right Etsy. now. So it's, Let's see, yeah, there, So it's just about, you know, what is the product that you're trying to sell and finding the right channel that works for you? There's way too many factors to get into. Mm-hmm. Do you want your own store or do you want your own physical shop or just online shop? Warehousing. Um, do you find the storage space or do you keep it in your house or do you rent another apartment? Uh, where are you going to ship it from? Um, do you have to, well, you have to have a return address, right? Right. So if you have it in your home, that means your customers are going to know where you live, like security issues, right? So there are many, many factors that go into where can I sell my product online? Yeah.
2: Right, also, also maybe the decision of like, should I sell only in my region or only in my country or even internationally? Right? Yeah, they, you, I guess each comes with its own problems.
0: Exactly, exactly. So it's, so it's just about what product you want to sell and who do you want to sell it to and then really choosing the right platform for you. Or do you even want to just take that extra step and build your own website and sell it yourself through your website? Right. Mm -hmm. So there are many, many factors that go into it.
2: Well, then what about discounts? So, What discounts should you offer to customers?
0: Well, at the end of the day, we all want uh, all customers want a cheaper price and they're going to just look for the cheapest price, right? They're going to basically anytime they're shopping, they're not going to find your product and buy it immediately. They're going to find your product and they're going to cross-reference. So they're going to find your product on your site. Then they're going to look up on Shopee. They're going to go Yahoo. They -hmm. might even go to the store and see the product, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. So uh, it's all about giving them a good price. Okay. But you can't go too low because whatever price you set on the website, the platform will take some money from that. Uh And then the shipping options will take some money from that. Um, And there's some advertising that needs to get involved. And what about customers that buy it and want to return it? Mm -hmm. Right. That cost goes all on you. There's even, I know, 7-Eleven. Like when you buy something from Shopee and it gets sent to 7-Eleven and the customer doesn't pick it up at 7-Eleven. Well, -hmm. guess what? 7-Eleven will still charge you for keeping that product there, for renting that little space space there for seven days because the customer didn't pick it up. Right. So you want to basically, when it comes to discounts, you want to reward your good customers. Mm -hmm. Right. And by giving them some good price, giving them some good discounts. Right. But you definitely don't want permanent sales. You know, there are those stores that you go into, and it seems like it's always twenty percent off. Right, right. So you're never going to pay full price because now you. I always thought
2: that was a good thing to have be on sale.
0: Not always, because then, like you know, then everyone just waits for you to the sales price. The perfect example is Cold Stone, right? You know how much I love ice cream. Mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. I never go to Cold Stone anymore. Why? It's their fault. It's hundred percent Cold Stone's fault. Okay. Because Cold Stone had this discount. Right? Where if you went to seven eleven and you got enough stickers, you get five stickers or whatever it is, and you get buy one, get one free. So they did this all summer long. Mm-hmm. So all summer long I had buy one get one free. Then all of a sudden, come October, they're like, No, you 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 only buy one and you only get one. Well, I'm just gonna wait until the next time you do the discount. And sure enough, next month, there was the discount again. So now I never I used to go at least once, at least once a week mm-hmm. to cold now I never go.
2: So they kind of hurt themselves by offering too many discounts too often.
0: They shot themselves in the foot, basically. Yeah. Okay. So uh, definitely don't want to do that.
2: So you gotta. I guess you have to measure, understand where your value is. Right.
0: E- yes. Yes. Value for your product. So mm-hmm. they undervalue yourself. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Okay. Uh,
2: so then, in, in terms of the value, mm-hmm. right? Uh, how about adding extra value? Like, what yeah. is your added value, and uh, why, why should a customer shop at your? store online
0: store well basically customers want you know benefits right they want uh you know like credit cards when you get a credit card you get points on your credit card all that stuff same thing customers just want extra benefits so for that you have to play for your strengths Mm -hmm. like what is it that you're really good at what is it that you know what is the expertise do you have in this field or in this product and sell it to that so now they know oh if i want computer stuff i'm gonna go to you if I want, you know, like uh, sexy girls clothing, I'm going to go to this shop. If I want to buy underwear, I go to this shop. So every shop has their own specialty, right? Mm-hmm. So find what is your specialty? What is it that you're good at and play to that? And that's the value that you give them because customers will see, oh, this person knows about suits, mm-hmm. you know, knows mm-hmm. like everyone asks me, where do I buy my ties? Right. Everyone always say, oh, where do you get that tie? Where do you get that tie? Well. That's my specialty. So maybe I can open up an online shop selling ties because I wear ties every day and I wear different unique ties that people don't buy in Taiwan. Right. Right. So play to those strengths. So well, you got right. that online? Uh no, no, I got this in Japan. Okay. Tokyo.
2: <laughs> or what if your customer says bad things about you online? You know, you get a bad review, you get bad customer feedback.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to happen. That's always going to happen. There's always going to be run And sometimes, sometimes it can be out of your control. Sometimes it can be a delivery thing. Sometimes it can be a packaging thing. Sometimes it could be where your vendor, like you, you get your product from some store and they you know, have bad quality products and mm-hmm. then you made one bad purchase, but you still have to sell it because you already paid for it. Mm-hmm. So uh, get customer feedback. We love customer reviews. Many times I don't even, I know exactly what I want and I quickly just jump down to what did other people say about this product right. or other pictures that people took wearing this product or this product in the house or anything. So definitely get as much customer feedback as possible. Right. Um, and once you do, once you get that feedback, act on it. Right mm-hmm. So, oh okay, this vendor's good. this vendor's not good. This products are good. They like this. They don't like this.
2: Do you so, reply to feedbacks? Like if you get a battery uh, whether it's good or bad, no matter the feedback, do you reply to it?
0: Yeah I remember a while back we had that a uh, TripAdvisor course, right? right? Where we taught hotels in Taiwan how to how to respond to customer feedback. You have to respond to every piece of comment that goes out there, even the negative comments. I see so many people responding to feedback, but they only respond to, oh, it looks great. Oh, just like the picture. You know, but what about the negative feedback, right? You want to find out what went wrong. What is it that they don't like about the product yeah? mm-hmm. and be genuine with your feedback. Be honest. Oh. Or, or vice
2: versa. I know sometimes the co- uh, companies, they focus so much on the negative feedback. So they're, you know, trying to like, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, make things right with the, the <laughs> customer who's complaining. Yes, yes. But then they almost ignore the good feedback, which is, I mean, those are customers who are very satisfied. And but those you are the ones that will buy
0: again, you know, they'll right. keep coming back to you. Yes. So definitely do that. Uh,
2: where can I find more customers and how can I connect with them more?
0: Uh, exactly what you just said. Once you get that feedback from them, act on it. Right? Say, oh, great job, blah, blah, blah. Send them discount codes. Send them, oh, we're so happy you like this product. Would you like this, to buy this product for someone else so we can give you a discount on it? So act on that feedback because at the end, those customers will be the ones who are your word of mouth. So anytime I find a great shop online on Shopee,
2: mm-hmm.
0: boom, I instantly tell other people about it. Oh. When they ask me, oh, where'd you get that? Oh, just the shop I got. And the exact shop that I went to that Mm -hmm. I got it from. Not just I bought it on Shopee or I bought it on Yahoo or I got it on Amazon. No, no. I tell them the exact store I went to because Mm -hmm. I'm happy with them.
2: Even online, word of mouth is a very strong, I guess. uh, um...
0: Every review is word of mouth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely a great indicator of is this product good or not. Because sometimes you go to some shop and you're like, oh, well, I don't know. You don't, the brand, uh, the shop doesn't really do a good job of selling themselves. Mm -hmm. So you, you kind of like, oh, I don't know. Their pictures look kind of bad and uh, their name's kind of weird, you know, like shop three, three, seven, two Z. And you're Mm -hmm. like, well, what's that? You know, Mm -hmm. who are they? But then you see all the reviews are good and pictures are good. So I'm like, oh, okay. It might be worth it.
2: Uh, I'm not a big online shopper myself, but the few times I do go online shopping, I'm Really gravitated towards the comment section, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, that's what really sways me whether I uh, choose that product or not. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Well, how should you deliver your products to your customers?
0: Uh, this is by far the biggest trouble with online shopping because customers want it; they want it fast. All mm-hmm. right, they want a good product. Uh, they want that at a low cost, and sometimes they live in remote areas, or sometimes they live. Abroad and you have to ship it to them. Right. Mm -hmm. So you really have to weigh your delivery options for you. Uh, in Taiwan, you have great delivery options here that, um, same day or next day, uh, 7-Eleven is a great offers, great services for delivery options. But what about overseas internationally, right? Like Amazon, for example, what Amazon does is you can ship it yourself, right? Or Amazon, they even take care of all, all the logistics for you, where you ship all your inventory to them and they handle inventory control and delivery and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Obviously they'll take a cut from that, but there's so many different so options. You're almost
2: assured quality like, or that your product going uh, uh, to get towards has to get.
0: Yes. Right. But then that's going to eat into your profits and you realize that you're going to gain less per purchase.
2: Right. 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 But so it's probably a headache, right? Dealing with the logistics uh,
0: for some, yes, for some, no, but um, you, you really have to weigh, you really have to weigh those options based on you, your product and who your customers are.
2: Have you ever had a product that was? I mean, you bought it and it never arrived. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, that happens all the time.
2: What? Well, how often?
0: There's something called the uh, porch pirates. Are you? Have you heard that expression no, before? No. Porch pirates are people who steal Amazon products from your house.
2: Oh, uh, so, okay. So like the UPS yeah, yeah.
0: truck will yeah. leave it in your door, and then someone will be driving by. They'll see it. They'll run in, grab it, and yeah. I saw
2: YouTube videos. Yeah, that.
0: yeah. Basically, right. yeah. So um, there's so many things that can happen, and then who to blame on that? You know, is it? Is it Amazon's fault for delivering it? Is it UPS? Is it, um, the person like the store, like who's liable at the end of the day?
2: Right. And then eventually that, you know, the, the, the cost gets accrued.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And then, you know, so you have to do it, but basically if you're looking to sell online, the main thing that you need to learn is it's not easy, Mm -hmm. right? You have a million options that you need to weigh and you need to find what's the best option for you and you will lose money at the beginning because you okay. won't know how to make it efficient, right. right? It takes a couple of months. It takes a lot of sales to figure out, okay, where the, where, which mistakes you'll make and how to fix them,
2: right? Right, so yeah. there's a ton of growing pains. Involved. There's a
0: lot of growing pains with that. So uh, weigh all your options before you jump into it and be prepared to lose at the beginning. Um, but it could be profitable because right now everyone's shopping online. Except me. Except me. <laughs> <laughs> I just for... buy services. <laughs> Hashtag like a boss! Each week we talk to real-world bosses to find out their secrets for success.
1: Hello everyone,
0: with us today we have Malcolm Shea He currently has his own online exporting business, selling stuff from Taiwan all over the world, anything and everything that fits under his criteria. Hello, Malcolm. Hi, how are you? How are you doing? And uh, how did we meet?
3: Uh, we met through your colleague, Max. Yes, yes, yes. We met <laughs>
0: and at a bar somewhere, probably. That's probably correct. All right. Yes. Good, good, good. All right. So Malcolm is an e-commerce expert. He does all his sales online, right? That is correct. All right. So how has e-commerce
3: changed the retail business? Uh, well, I guess you've seen pretty much everywhere in the news that Brick and mortar is dying and e-commerce is taking over the world. Yes, um, yes. I don't think brick and mortar will die completely off. But mm-hmm. as you see, like everyone going towards one day shipping, more and more people are going to shop online just because they don't have to go anywhere to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but just, what about tangible goods? Then, yeah. then the people still like... Yeah, there's always things like clothing. Yeah. that People want to try on for yeah. fit. because yeah. You never know how it's going to turn out. Yeah, yeah. Again, uh, e-commerce has turned out so that even return shipping has become fast and free as well. So Mm -hmm. there's almost no harm in ordering something just to try it on.
0: Okay. Okay. So people people will order stuff, try it on and then just send it back. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, For you on the business side of things, I know that's great for us like consumers when we're buying, but on the business side of things, is it okay for you too? Or do you find that annoying?
3: It depends. Uh, You know, so most of the warehousing I do is handled by Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So they do all the, packing, the shipping, they handle all the returns, everything. Um, there is some cost involved in that, so it does cost the seller mm-hmm. a little mm-hmm. bit, depending yeah. on how they phrase the return, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. If you say the product's defective, Amazon's going to charge you for the return. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If if the customer admits it and says that they ordered the incorrect item, mm. then Amazon doesn't ding you for it, so okay. you don't pay anything. <laughs>
0: okay, okay, Perfect. So how do you find your partners?
3: Uh, I basically started by going to trade shows mm. at the World Trade Center next to 101. Mm-hmm. So almost every single day, there's at least one show. Mm. Or some of them go on for days, and some yeah. of them are one day. And, you know, however many days they are usually depends on the size of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, I went there for fun one day, and I saw some stuff, and I was like, huh. I can sell this. I, 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 well, <laughs> not, not that at first, but I, I was it was something that I actually used. So mm. I asked the person, like, how much does this cost? Yeah, yeah. And it was something like maybe 5% of what I paid for it in the yeah, store. Yeah, so I said, yeah. wow, it's that cheap for this product. Mm-hmm. So let me look into this. And it kinda, just kinda, snowballed. Kind of got, got me thinking about, okay, well, uh, I wasn't doing much at the time here. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, why don't I try my hand at shipping stuff over to the U.S. and mm-hmm. trying to sell it online.
0: Now, some people uh, always think, oh, I could do this, I could do that. But they never take that step. What was it like you taking that first step?
3: Uh, it's... The same for everybody yeah. right you know the biggest fear is like am i going to get my money back yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna throw a few hundred or a few thousand dollars at this and mm-hmm. i may lose it i think that's the biggest hurdle you have to get over like if you're not prepared to lose the money don't bother okay right but once you start to kind of dig through some of the tutorials and some of the I, these days there's so many videos yeah, and, yeah yeah and whatnot on youtube that Pretty hard not to have some idea of what you're doing mm. if, if you've watched a few hours of this stuff. Yeah. Uh, so the fear factor is probably lower now than it used to be, but back then I just said, okay, well, like I said, I threw a few hundred dollars at it, yeah. and the next year I knew, I was like, wow, you know, it's working. It's actually selling. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. So how do you reach your clients? Uh, I sell only through platforms. So mm-hmm. you know, i run other businesses where I have my own websites. Yeah. And. That works if you have a product that no one knows about, mm. right? Um, because if you put a product that no one knows about on Amazon, mm. no one's going to find it Yeah, because yeah. they don't know to even search for it because mm-hmm. they don't know it exists. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Amazon's great for products that exist. Mm-hmm. It comes with a built-in audience of basically the entire world. <laughs> <laughs> so, <at> th- these <laughs> Pretty days, much, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's, there's Amazon America, there's Amazon Canada, mm-hmm. Amazon Mexico, Amazon yeah. EU, Amazon UK, every country in the Europe. Yeah. european region amazon india and amazon japan yeah right so you cover a good portion of the world yeah you have built-in eyeballs everywhere you go mm-hmm. whereas if you run your own website you know people that are looking for your product know to look for it yeah, but yeah you don't have the built-in audience that comes with amazon okay what are some other difficulties you face selling goods online uh Lately, you know, it's regulation. Amazon changes the rules and regulations on people all the time. The fees change. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, recently they changed how you're able to get reviews. Reviews mm-hmm. are a huge part of the business. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have reviews, your product's not going to sell. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but what has changed is that lately I, I see a lot more manufacturers of yeah. the products I'm selling. They're going directly to Amazon and cutting all the middlemen. Cutting out. you guys out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that, You know that's always been the case they could always do it if they wanted to Mm. Um, but I think a lot of manufacturers don't want to do it and some of them just don't know how to do it Mm. because I think there's a lot of branding and marketing that goes into this you know whether it's putting up paid ads on Amazon or Google words Mm -hmm. or or Facebook yeah Um, you know marketing is the biggest challenge I think Mm. Um, so that's kind of a barrier for for entry for everybody
0: okay Um, So I know this happens to a lot of entrepreneurs when they start their own business, they just can't manage their schedule,
3: right? Yeah. So working (laughs) by yourself, how do you manage your schedule? Uh, I I sometimes don't. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it manages me sometimes. You know, it's just, Keeping up with with the flow of information, uh, keeping up with the communications between you and your vendors, uh, having deadlines, setting things in your calendar or whatnot, it just forces you to kind of be disciplined about it. Because, like you said, you you might not take it too seriously or you might end up doing this at home in your pajamas at 2 a.m. if you want. You could if you want to, but... From the perspective of living a normal lifestyle, it's probably best that you don't and try to treat it like a normal office job. Okay. okay. So discipline, you have to be self-disciplined for something like this. that's pretty important.
0: (laughs) And earlier you were mentioning Google AdWords and uh, Facebook advertising. How do you advertise online?
3: Uh, I use primarily what Amazon calls sponsored products, which Mm -hmm. are ads that you find on Amazon itself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, More advanced sellers and whatnot. Uh, people trying to drive traction from outside Amazon, which mm-hmm. is becoming more and more common these days. Yeah, They're building what you'll call sales funnels or click funnels, mm-hmm. you know, aggregating eyeballs from other sites like Google yeah, or Facebook yeah. to go on to drive sales on Amazon. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I've, I've tried everything, mm-hmm. I, you know, but it's for me, the products I've sold, I've sold it seems to work best that I just advertise on Amazon. Okay. Um, but, it, you know, that said, it is a different experience on every platform, so you have to try everything.
0: So your recommendation is to try a variety of things and see what works
3: for you, what works for your products. Yeah, I mean, the the advertising costs are different on every platform, yeah, um, yeah. obviously, and competition on one platform may be different than another. So you just kind of have to assess everything and determine your costs per click, and you know how much each customer costs. Okay. Okay. And
0: how do you minimize on shipping costs? Because for me, that seems the scariest thing. Like, okay, I have a product, someone wants to buy it, but how do I get it to them? Sure. Uh,
3: <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of a lot of sellers initially start off with the uh, the idea that small and light, small and light, <laughs> small and light, right? Because yeah, yeah. you don't want to be sh- shipping cargo containers of yes. products you don't know. Well, sell, yeah yeah, right. Uh, so yeah, that's obviously the way most people start. Uh, but once you do figure out. How to sell and once you get your sales volume up you will start to need to use other means of shipping mm-hmm. whether it's it's freight mm-hmm. or, or cargo container or whatnot yeah um that said you know the first time i started using uh freight forwarder mm-hmm. it wasn't as scary as i thought and okay. it was actually surprisingly cheap <laughs> okay <Great. laughs> Right. all right um
0: so how can we find out more about you and the goods you sell uh
3: <laughs> that stuff <laughs> just shop on amazon but um, i'm everywhere <laughs> no I, yeah i do a lot of work uh personally and also you know i've, I've worked with a lot of manufacturers in taiwan mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, either discussing how they can market their own products better mm-hmm. or i've tried doing it for them okay um whether kind of setting up consulting okay. contracts with them to remarket or rebrand their products or just figuring out how to do the the ad optimization or the page optimization for them um, because that's becoming a big differentiator in the space, yeah. you know, as, as more and more online or brick and mortar retailers your traditional big name brands go online, they're making the bar higher and higher for everybody. Yes, right? yes. You have to be more professional about it and everything you do has to look sophisticated. Mm-hmm. You can't just be putting things in a Ziploc bag anymore and putting a UPC code yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. doesn't work anymore. Consumers are expecting like the full, and mortar experience yes. from, the, from the products they receive. Right? Okay. They don't want it to look like something that came out of a flea market. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Thank you so much, Malcolm. Sure. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Mailbag.
0: Do you have a question? Well, we have answers. Email us at EnglishX at vineec.com or on the web at vineec.com slash English X.
1: Yo <laughs> English <laughs> X at V-I-N-E-E-C.com. V-I-N-E-E-C dot com slash English X.
0: So, um, when learning English, is it necessary to write down the words? This is uh, from Alice from Taipei.
2: Is it necessary to write down words? For some people, you know, there's different types of learners out there. You know, there's people who are a little bit more uh, audio, like Mm -hmm. audio... Focus, okay, so you know, like they uh, auditory, auditory yeah, learners. Yeah. So uh, they learn from listening. Mm-hmm. And There's are those who are, you know, they react better to uh, visual, right, stimulation, mm-hmm. visual stimulation. So uh, they like to see uh, and how they learn. Like for me, uh, that's how I learn. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm pretty good at memorizing stuff and yeah. just reading. And others are um,
0: kinesthetic, so, you know, kinesthetic learners, and, yeah, yeah.
2: right? So it depends on what kind of learner you're. you got. You have to be aware of what type of learner you are.
0: Uh, for me, it definitely helps to write it down. Just it just forces you to slow down and practice. So then that that works. Yeah, so and there's a
2: there's a sense of repetition involved in yeah, writing. Like yeah. You see something and you're just repeating it and you're writing it down. Yeah. And that kind of memory, whether it be muscle memory from mm-hmm. writing or just memory itself, yeah, yeah. Uh, could be very
0: useful. Right. But
2: again, maybe not for everybody.
0: So Alice, for you, if you find it helps you, then keep writing. Um, Tom from Taipei asks, to speak its language well, how important is it to know something about the culture of a country?
2: Oh, this is a really great question. Who, who says it? Tom? Tom, yeah. Yeah, great question, Tom. Uh, for language, language is not only in terms of its alphabet or the grammar or the vocabulary or anything like that. Mm. Language is always attached to a culture. Yeah. Right? And each culture uses that language. Even English is used very differently in different cultures. Mm. So, yes, I would say language is it just it's part of it's it's interconnected to culture and I think for a lot of us when we're teaching more advanced learners um, it's teaching them I mean they know the grammar they know vocabulary but they might lack some of the uh, intricacies or understanding of the I guess culture aspects cultural aspects of of language which you know it makes a difference like whether how humor is used Or um, just
0: communicating, communicating with foreigners, being able to understand some of the stuff about the culture. Right, whether you speak
2: directly or indirectly, or you know what you could say could um,
0: even some words and expressions that come from the language. You need to know why they say those why they say those things.
2: You don't want to say the wrong thing either. You know, Exactly. Like, you know, like culturally you could say something that could be a little it's bit
0: perfectly okay in your culture, not okay in their culture. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. It's a little
2: bit critical. I mean, we've been guilty of that. Like I I think initially when I first came to Taiwan, I even had my own, like we come in with this kind of American mindset, yeah, which yeah. is not, you know, and over time you kind of learned to to become a little bit more Taiwanese mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. Taiwanese communicate. Same thing. So uh, if any Taiwanese are going overseas, whether it's to Europe, to, to the States or to South America, it's really understanding that cultural aspect and it'll get you through i guess i mean it'll it'll get you past like a to a more advanced stage yes yes learning
0: it definitely helps good question tom
2: rebecca from shinsu Mm -hmm. uh she asked can you learn a language by watching television
0: uh if you definitely helps to watch it in their native language and Minimize subtitles. So my ex-girlfriend, she didn't have Spanish subtitles when she was watching Spanish. She didn't have the luxury of those. No, no, no. She didn't have that. Um, So now if you have that, that's great. Um, Especially if you're listening to English with English subtitles, okay. If you're listening to English with Chinese subtitles, maybe at the beginning that can help you with comprehension. But uh, you know how I feel that subtitles are kind of a crutch. You rely on them way too much. And then once they're taken away, you're just... Back at zero. So I'd rather just start at that area.
2: Right. And also, I would say less so on television nowadays, but more mm. so on like you know, online content. You mm. can learn quite a lot from, you know, a lot of people are not watching TV as much. Yeah. They're watching programs through uh, uh,
0: YouTube, or Netflix, YouTube, Netflix, Netflix
2: Hulu, whatever. Yeah. So, uh, yes, you can watch. And the key thing with watching television is you get to choose what topics or what shows you like. Mm. And, you're, and because you're interested in that topic or those shows or those actors, you're going to enjoy watching it. And at the same time, you're going to enjoy learning more.
0: Yeah, And definitely Rebecca, always go back and repeat watch. Cause you'll find that you listen to it one time and you may not understand most of it. Maybe you only get 40% of it, but the second, third time you listen to it or you watch that program, you learn more and more. So repetition always works.
2: Yeah. And the best shows like your favorite shows, you're going to be happy rewatching them.
0: Yes. Yes. Get inspired. Here are some quotes to help you think more like a boss. In doing my research for this, I was thinking of uh, searching for a Jeff Bezos quote to talk about Amazon and e-commerce and all that stuff. But I really found a better quote. Mm-hmm. This is from Walt Disney. He says, it's kind of fun to do the impossible. Mm-hmm. And that really made me think about Amazon and some of the stuff that they were able to do and create. And even now something as like Shopee, before it used to be like in Taiwan, it was everyone was just Yahoo, Yahoo. That's where they, they buy everything. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, Shopee just came out of nowhere and just took all their business and Momo PC home all of those forget it Everyone just goes to Shopee and It's kind of fun to do the impossible, you know, you think you couldn't do this But you can do this and all all of a sudden like you can create a platform that can completely change The way the culture behaves and the way the culture shops. I think that's amazing.
2: Well, I'm curious because uh, I've never used Shopee before Um, what makes customers gravitate to, towards Shopee more so than like, let's say a PC home. Or, it's
0: just so convenient and it's just convenient. Incredibly more, convenient. more so than the others. Uh, I, I, mean, I feel like so. all of them
2: would be convenient.
0: No, because it's not just searching for one product you get. Like, I don't I don't mean to plug them, but really like it's just the ease of use. The user experience is so simple. I can look for one product and I can instantly see that product in like 15 other stores. Uh-huh. And once I buy that product, I'm recommended ten other products that go with the product I just purchased.
2: In a way, they're they're almost like dictating your behavior.
0: They really know exactly what I like, and I get fed information. I get fed things that I like and that I'm gonna shop for, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. I get Disney stuff, suits, and house stuffs because okay. that's what I look for. That's right. what I shop for. So that's all I get. I don't need to see any of the other stuff.
2: Uh, the quote I found uh, comes from uh, let's, it comes from the founder of Conversion XL, mm-hmm. Peep Laja. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Um, <laughs> in the quote, it states, "Remember, every quote mistake a user makes is not because they're stupid, but because your website sucks." <laughs> <laughs> I really like this quote. One it is, it is funny, yeah. right? But also uh, speaks the truth in, in a very straightforward way. For me, I am not. A computer literate person. Yes. I am very backwards when it comes to <laughs> anything online or anything yeah. computer related, um, and because of that, I really want when I am searching for stuff online, I you know the ease of use.
0: Use Shopee then
2: well i don't like to buy stuff online but just really the, just the ease of use is very important because some websites can be a little confusing yeah. especially for people who are like me who are not you know so
0: user experience right and yeah, yeah.
2: not so smart in computer so uh, when it comes to that i want simple mm. right so it's you know it's not really me being dumb yeah I, yeah you know, i'm glad yeah is <laughs> that their website's just not
0: good Their website is mostly designed. Most websites are designed by engineers because they're the ones that are writing the code for it, not by designers who know where your eyeballs look, you know, where the fingers move, where do they expect things to go and not go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So definitely user experience is very, very important in that user interface and user experience. Fast words. Let's discuss some new words and expressions so we can be more like a boss.
1: 让我们回顾一下, the
2: first one, the first one is to add insult to injury. Add insult to injury. <laughs> so it's basically we already have a bad situation, so you make a bad situation worse. worse. Right. I'm already injured, right? Yeah. And not, not on top of that, somebody's uh insulting me. <laughs> insulting me. So it's Oh, uh, it's weird. like it's a I say I ask a girl on a date. Yeah and she says no okay all right yeah right but not uh, because you're ugly <laughs> he adds that on i was like, oh okay well i'm already got i already know the no
0: uh, and now you uh, gotta add to keep insulting. adding i think of it like uh maybe you walk into a glass store like that right but then someone caught it on video
2: <laughs> <laughs> and They're laughing at you about, <laughs> yeah yeah so
0: it's not just you you're injured but they're now they're insulting you because they saw the video add insult to injury i got mine better late than never Uh, when something's better to arrive than never to come at all better late than never so uh anytime i'm late for everything because i'm always late i always say i'm at least i'm here better late
3: than never (sighs)
2: you're always on spanish time (laughs) it's spanish time, bolivian time bolivian time south american time
3: uh
2: the next is a storm is brewing storm is brewing so when we when we think about brewing it means it's coming So sometimes, let's say we look at the clouds. Like Taiwan's very easy. You look at the clouds, you can tell, oh, it's
0: gonna rain today. (laughs) Every day it's gonna rain. Right, so
2: when you say a storm is brewing, is you are forecasting or predicting bad things are coming.
0: But how do we use this in business? In business, a storm and brewing, we say, um, maybe uh, sales are down, um, marketing budget's been cut in half. Uh Uh-oh, a storm is brewing.
2: (laughs) Oh uh, yeah, great example. Yeah, thanks for reminding me because a lot of our, our students In their industry, they have a lot of, these uh, government regulations are happening, Mm. you know, or changes to regulations or changes to pricing or something like that. For example, in finance industry, Mm. fintech is, so a lot of banks are feeling like a storm is brewing because they realize like this is really going to change their industry, not for the good in some some ways.
0: Uh, Similar to what just happened with uh, Huawei and Google, right? Right. Huawei Sense, uh-oh. Something's going to happen in the U.S. They're going to cut our partnership, cut our deals. And that's exactly what happened. But they were prepared for it. Uh-huh. So a storm is brewing. Say that. Ballpark figure. Love this expression. This uh, this goes back to Tom's question about culture. Um, so you may you may hear someone say, oh, um, uh, give me a ballpark figure. And you're like, what? And your English is really good. So you know what a baseball ballpark is. You know what a figure is. But what does ballpark figure mean? Knowing the culture, you can guess what it means. Basically, ballpark figure is an estimate or a round number, a guess of, of some figure, some fact. Well, it's not a
2: specific number.
0: Yeah, I don't want the specific number. I just want a ballpark figure. So if I want to buy in a house in Taipei, for example, how much would I cost? Now, we know how much costs range by and Shini, different districts and everything, but I don't, I don't care about that. Just give me a ballpark figure, an estimate of how much I should save. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, how many students have you taught this year?
2: This year? Ballpark figure. Uh, where was
0: it? This year.
2: Ballpark figure, probably... F- several hundred. I mean, uh, <laughs> 300 at least.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Ballpark figure.
2: Hey, this one. Uh, I don't know. I think they have this one in Chinese, perhaps. Uh, this quote. An apple a day keeps the doctor away.
0: The Chinese doctor away
2: <laughs> In short uh, Apples are good for you <laughs> no, uh, You know Apples are uh, fruits right Yeah yeah. But it just means Eat healthy Be healthy Be healthy you... And then
0: you don't need to go see the doctor Yeah, Right, yeah. right. An apple so, a day keeps the doctor away yeah, I think away. we learned
2: that We learned that in, 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 in learned that Elementary, elementary school. school
0: Yeah In apple a day
2: they... I feel like there was a Chinese phrase for this I, I feel like you a student know. has told me before
0: there, There's an, yeah, right. they, they also use apple Alright we'll find out Okay, thank you, and remember, you can find us on wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, YouTube, and on our website, binyc.com slash English X. Good night. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Services. <laughs>